Okay, right now we're doing a 48-hour challenge, and this is currently what? Um, we haven't slept in a while, and I'm not going to be able to sleep tomorrow or the next night either, so this will be fun. It will be fun. Okay, so we just got done with one match of Mortal Kombat where Aaron beat the crap out of me. So, let's see. Hey, Aaron, how did that go? He got beated. I did. So, we're probably going to play another one. New characters that we've never played before. See how that goes. Okay, so after a couple more matches, I discovered that Katana's OP and Aaron's a little bit better at fighting games than I am. But, surprisingly, he's quite literally the only person I've ever played that hasn't spammed, varies up his combos, and doesn't make me mad. So that's very impressive. So, Aaron, how did you feel about playing against me? You are good with Katana, but everybody else, I kind of beat you really bad. I don't... Okay, <laughs> that, that first Scorpion match wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. You're better Katana player. Oh, 100%. Well, here's the thing, though. When you're Katana... She's essentially exactly the same as Ryu, yeah, as far as Ryu. Or what? What was the other guy's name? That was. That's literally just Akuma, him. Uh, Ken. No, Ken, I th Ken, Ken, like the Barbie. Dark, <laughs> Dark Ryu, literally like all of the clones. But seriously, Magic Ball of easy damage, um, Jump Punisher, and just blatant uppercut. It's it's super easy. So we're going to mess and do some other stupid stuff. Right now we're looking at the Xbox store, like hot, like popular games and Yo, stuff. Yo, I got Shellshock on here. Yo, I got Shellshock, bro. You got Shellshock live. That, that, bro, that takes me back to like the Congregate days, bro. Yeah, that takes me back to like whenever I had nothing else to do and cool math games, I was bored <sighs> of that. What was your first video gaming experience? Uh, my first video gaming experience... I was three to four years old. We were still living in Moore mm -hmm. over here in Oklahoma. And uh, my dad brought his old Super Nintendo whenever he was a kid. And the first ever game I ever played was Super Mario World. Good old Super Mario World. One of the best games ever made for the, uh, S for the SNES. I 100% agree with that. And now, as for me, I never played games when I was real, real young, but when I turned five years old, my parents decided to get me an Xbox with a Kinect, and mm. there was a Disney Pixar game. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember it was a bunch of fun, and there was one Ratatouille segment, and for those mm. of you who don't know, Ratatouille is my favorite film. We could never beat the second segment because we were too short, but and didn't have very good hand-eye coordination, but I digress. So, the first segment, you were in the kitchen, and you had to run around, and the final bit, you had to th pick up fruit, and throw it at Chef Skinner, and you had to, like, dodge his attacks, and it was just a bunch of fun to play. <laughs> but, from, uh, from but now that I think about it, from a very young age, my first controller game would have been Minecraft, followed by Skyrim, but from a very young age, my parents heavily focused my health. I had watered down Sprite, and they gave it to that. They gave us that until I until we were old yeah, enough to tell the they difference. They got the original Doom on here. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's nineteen ninety three, five dollars. It's actually for free on PC. 
It is? Yeah, the, I know uh, I know a great gaming website. No I viruses. Beat, I beat that whole game at no ads. It's dude, it's amazing, but Yeah, cr- like crappy crappy freaking Chromebook from like 2015 beat all of Doom 1 on there <laughs> in a whole school day. Nice. I played 2016. The multiplayer was fun, but I honestly gotta say, I found the, like, campaign rather underwhelming. I like the campaign. Bro, I'm so good at Doom. I, I love Doom. I'm I'm very bad at most Unreal shooters. They got Prototype on here, too. Yeah. They have all the FNAF games on here, too. We just passed two. There's three. What yeah. the freak, bro? Okay, so, so from a very young age, back to what I was saying, from a very young age, my parents heavily went for my health. I had drank watered-down Sprite until me and my little brother could tell, were old enough to tell the difference. And I didn't have my first brown cola, which was a Dr. Pepper, until I was nine years old. I was drinking that crap, and I was like four. So, <laughs> and when I was younger, I would have been in so much better health. But now I'm a power lifter. I eat worse, sure. And I have a bunch of sugary drinks, but I'm more fit. I'm less skinny. I'm doing better. But Aaron, how is how do you feel that growing up and having your first gaming experience, being on the SNES, changed your gaming experience? Oh well, first off, I know many other kids my age cannot say I started out on the SNES. I started out with the good old classics, like I'm talking. I'm talking Super Ghouls and Ghosts, one of the hardest games of all time. I can get through half that game now, and I say that's an achievement. Like, my dad's been playing that for 20 years. He only got to the last level once and died in seconds, and he still hasn't been able to get to that, and it's been 20 years later. This dude's 36 now. (laughs) Like, I can get through half that thing with my dad, like... That that is man. We still got that thing, man. That's, we got that's, the. We still got my Wii too. My old Xbox 360. Well, not my old one. We went through like three of those things. Kept the lasers suck on the Xbox. The dude, the Wii is finally goaded. The Wii. Is the goated. the only game that everyone had. Everybody had it on the Wii. Not everybody had Sports Resort, but everybody had Wii Sports. I had Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, and I beat both. Are you serious? Yeah. Nice. Yes. But yeah, my godfather and godmother, who we were very close with at the time, and I'm still rather close with now, had the Wii at their house, and we, whenever we would go over there, we'd get to play on the Wii, and we'd get super excited, because we loved, loved, loved... That sword fighting game in the volcano area. Mm. That was a fun one. And then our second favorite was, I don't remember, I was a little too young. But, man, my first gaming experience was far different from yours, though. Because you you essentially grew up on the things that your parents had grown up on. So, with that, you're not shackled by wanting modern things as long as it yeah, works to be compl- and it's fun that it works yeah it i to be completely honest i'll play pretty much everything fighting games i can get down with fps's i can get down with horror games i can get down with it just depends on like my mood honestly everything depends mm. on my mood i'm just pretty chill most of the time i 100 percent get that now I see you didn't necessarily mention racing or role or RPGs. Well, oh, so how do dude, you feel about those? I can 
destroy people on Mario Kart. Rainbow Road <laughs> on the Wii, Mar- Rainbow Road on the th- like the 3DS game, Mario Kart 7 and Mario Kart Wii. I got, dude, I got those games on Rainbow Road down. Okay, so my only personal experiences with Mario Kart have been on 3DS's 7, which that was a very technically good game, but as far as Mario Kart, it was bland. I've only ever been able to play an arcade version of what would have been Double Dash once, and that was so much better. Yeah. Like, what was Double Double Dash's gimmick? I forget. Uh, dang, I don't know either. Ah, uh, okay, so... As, as far as gaming icons of the past couple of years, what do you think has been one of the more influential games that have... Not necessarily you played, but came onto the market. Came onto the market? Like, we just talking about influential games? Yes. You don't even necessarily have had to play them. Dang, I don't know. There have been a lot of games. One thing I've always been into, because of, like, YouTubers like Markiplier and stuff, like, I'm talking about old Markiplier. Oh, yeah? Like, those good old, like, things like Amnesia, but also, like, indie games as well. Mm. I've always wanted to play those, but I've never owned a PC in my life. Still don't. I mean, we have a computer, but it sucks balls. <laughs> like, I'm talking, like, this thing has so many viruses on it, and you can't even use it half the time. His little sister has been... Has essentially had her way with it. Well, no, it's not that. It's um, my uncle Johnny. Well, he's not my actual uncle, but uh, okay. uh, he is. That was his computer, but they don't exactly know what viruses are half the time, and mm. I'm guessing he didn't. So that thing runs so slow, it would work just fine if like there were no viruses on it. But I'm talking, this thing is stupidly like dumbfoundedly not working at all. Yeah, I've I've watched him try to play Zombs Royale, which if you didn't know is a game that's on a br- that's a browser game. You don't even have to load into it. It's very similar to Agario. And it's well, it's not li- Well, no, it's Servivio. Zombs Royale is the stupid Fortnite. Oh, I play the right, PUBG. Right, right, I right, play right. the PUBG one. That's the game where my dad has like a thousand wins on there and like his high <laughs> He literally got his highest kill game the other day. It was 15 kills. 15? Nice. Yeah, and he, we play the mobile version. Oh, uh, okay. He said he uh, played on computer once, and he was like, I hate it. Well, I don't like that. Well, yeah, here, here's the thing. because, And on mobile, keep in mind, it, this is literally a game that is colors and then moving circles around the screen with guns that shoot, like, tiny particle effects. Yeah, and the bullets on there is... It's, it's honestly harder to shoot on there than most games on, like, PC. Well, it, it takes a lot of time to get good at it. Well, it's like it's like trying to play a, du- it's like trying to play a dual-stick shooter without a controller. Oh, yeah. Wait, when you were... Okay, so I know there's more to be added onto this, but let's try to keep a little bit on task. So... When we were playing something like that on that computer, keep in mind this is an incredibly rudimentary game that could have been on the N64 or most likely even the SNES if it could have loaded its resolution, but or had an omnirect or had omnidirectional movement for that matter. But it literally runs and has it'll run, it'll start, but it has incredibly high lag spikes stupid amounts of lag and just in general 
and often frame rate drops and chugs. Well, Servivio is actually pretty well made. It's just the computer itself. Oh, of course. Like, I, I have played the mobile version myself, and it runs extremely well. It does run extremely well, and it's real clear, too. Like, whenever you turn on there, you turn right away. It's not, like, delayed or mm. anything like most other games. It works pretty well for being a gosh-darn .io game for mobile and PC. Now, from my understanding... You are somewhat of a Pokemon fan? Um, I haven't really gone into Pokemon that much. I mean, I know who Pikachu is. I guess I could say that. <laughs> he's that well, stupid he's, yellow he, fella. Yeah, the, well, dude, he he has literally a, a live-action movie with him animated over the top. Like, this is the two, 2004 Garfield film. Uh, <laughs> I love the Garfield film. It was Personally, good. I've never watched it. But I do really enjoy the comparisons between that movie and the 2019 Cats movie, which was uh, infamous, God. infamous, infamous for its uh, horrid and disgusting CGI. It literally looks like a furry just made, <laughs> wanted to make a movie, and they had the budget for it, and they did it. Imagine... But they didn't use fursuits. They used horrible CGI. Imagine... It's literally a bipedal cat... But with like a grafted human's face with half its snout cut off, it's disgust. It actually like makes me want to it, die. I I would rather watch Aristocats played backwards seventy times in a row with a rat trap on my foot <laughs> than what than attempt to watch that movie. But as as far as other games go, like I played. I never owned a Wii U, but one of my favorite Wii U games was Pokémon Tournament. It was a Pokémon like fighting game, very similar uh. to um, something like Xenoverse, Dragon Ball Xenoverse or Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. Yeah, it's 3D combos, cool bunch of particle effects. Also similar to Jump Force, which is also a game we enjoy. Yes, but I played that at Best Buy back when they still had the example consoles where you could play. Yeah. And I also had a bunch of fun with like Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. Mario. I've never really played a Mario Tennis game. Um, it's it's very surprising how much fun it can the, be. The closest I've ever been been to that is Wii Sports. Wii Sports Resort. Well, we. It's like. If Wii Sports Resort had a $30 tennis release, yeah. it's it's also very similar. It's all okay. So we're still going. Through, oh, I'm so sorry, but we're still going through the store. Garfield has his own cat. Has, has his own racing game for $30. Garfield. Oh, there's Garfield Kart. You're right. Garfield has a kart Gar race. This game is so infamous for <laughs> being just like that one game where everybody's like, yeah, sure, this game's good, but Garfield Kart is way better. Let, let Let's be <laughs> honest. Have you really made it if you don't have your own kart racer? <laughs> Like, exactly. think about it. Mario, Sonic, now we have oh, Garfield. My. I remember one of the first games I ever played on Xbox 360 was... Well, the first game I ever played on Xbox 360 was um, Sonic 06. Which uh. Everybody says it's bad because he's like, Oh, Sonic's in love with the human girl. <laughs> Shut up, Sonic 06 was a good game. As, as far... If it was running properly and you decide to set aside the interspecies love triangle weird stuff, it's fine. <laughs> But personally, I will always be a massive Colors and Generations fan. Oh, dude, I remember playing Sonic Generations. That was actually the first time I sharded myself when <laughs> was playing that game. 
I remember my mom was watching me play it. I'm like, Mom, I think I made an oopsie. And she's like, what do you mean? On the game, I'm like, no in my pants. <laughs> no in my pants. Uh, that reminds me of a story. So, as I many... I call that the tale of the brown streak. <laughs> so, as many 12 to 16-year-olds may, may remember, there was this game site that ran Flash games that everybody played when they were younger, and it was called Friv. Fr yeah, Friv. Friv, and there was this one game on it that all us guys would play, and it was a stick fighting game with a bunch of particle effects. Mm -hmm. So, me, being the glorious game fighting child I was, was not about to let someone else take my spot, So because it was my day for the computer, and yeah. in our class we had to like, wait like two, like literally every other week, we could like use yeah. the computer at recess when we had it inside. Uh, so it was my turn, and I was not about to let someone ch take up my time. So I rush over to my teacher. I'm not going to say her name because she, I don't even think she remembers me. Because, like, I literally, like, walk past her and be like, Oh, hi, Mrs. Scott. And she's been, oh, sorry, I said her name, whatever. There are thousands of Mrs. Scotts. And she's like, oh, hi. Like, she didn't even know who I was, which I'm very offended by. <laughs> so, and, yeah, so in her class, so... I try to rush to the bathroom, okay? Like, like, hey, Mascot, Mascot, can I go to the bathroom? Can I go to the bathroom? She's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Run down to one of the bathrooms, closed. That's the closest one to the classroom. So I run down to the second grader's hallway, closed. So I go back to class feeling defeated because I didn't know you could just bust in there or that there was one in the principal's office that I could have gone to. <laughs> so wow. I go back to class, continue playing my game, Beat like one of the, beat, get my, get my new high score. I'm feeling great. Poop myself. <laughs> so uh, then I had to because and what is up with kids like like whenever you're six years old playing a game and then you shart yourself. <laughs> well, mine wasn't a fart. It was just like wet diarrhea turd. That's exactly what mine was. I was like, man, I got a fart and then. Uh -oh. Well, it wasn't a fart. It just kind of <laughs> came out. I held it as long as I could because the bathrooms were still closed. So at this time, I was probably about halfway through my computer time. And I'm like, uh, Miss Todd, I think I made an oopsie in my pants. Like, I, I had said the exact same thing that he had. So she sends me to the office. Yeah. My mom gets called. She comes and we get cleaned up. And I remember this so vividly. I remember walking back to class, feeling a little bit better about myself, but still kind of embarrassed. Me like, hey, Miss Scott, can I please, pretty please, finish my computer time because I didn't get to do all of it? And she says, no, Blake, I'm sorry, but we have to continue on with class. And that day we had gone on and done some spelling lessons, spelling and I was lessons. very upset. Uh, man, well, I remember. Okay, see, so Blake, you know how I have asthma. Correct. Uh, I do. Uh, that is something I often forget due to your general athletic ability of being able to do something. Yeah, but um, whenever I was very young, it was extremely bad, like really bad, like to the point where if I even like ran two meters out in like the, like the winter, because it got really bad in winter. Mm -hmm. But everybody with asthma knows this. Whenever you would run outside in winter, it gets so bad. You, I literally had to be hooked up to a machine half the time if it got like if I had an asthma attack. Oh wow! I had to be hooked up to a machine, and um, I remember half the time it got so bad when I was in like the third, like second, third, fourth grade, like all three of those school years. Mm -hmm. 
half the time I would have to stay inside and I got to play computer games for the whole recess while everybody else nice. got to play. I'm like, I honestly was kind of embarrassed about it, but I mean, it's a medical condition. I can't control it now. It's not. It's not really that bad anymore. I kind of grew out of it. Mm. But uh, the the only thing that I've ever even noticed that it has affected you in the slightest is when we were in the eighth grade. It was your first year of powerlifting. Okay, so this yeah. was just this last year, and you had came over to my house after school. And we were going to go to the convenience store and then run back to my house because we didn't want your mom to get mad. So we had to get down there and then get back quick so she yeah. wouldn't miss us. So we, get, so we start running, and this is really hot outside, so he's not having as many issues because the hot air makes it really easy to breathe. So we're running. He's he, We're doing fine. We probably get about maybe a four-tenths of a mile in. Aaron starts huffing and puffing. We have to start slowing down because he ha- he does have asthma. He is in shape, and it doesn't affect him now as much, right? Yeah, not as much. Back then, I literally could not run half the time. Unless it was, like, hot, then I could kind of run. Mm. But if it was, like, even, like, chilly outside, I would be like, nope, can't run. Uh, okay. But, um... For our imperial users, about how mu- about how long is two meters? Um, God. Well, I mean, it, I'm kind of over exaggerating there. I can oh, okay, run okay. for a little bit. Okay, so you know, like the basic basketball court, I could probably run about across from there once. Oh, uh, okay. So a, more like around a hundred, maybe a hundred feet. Yeah, like maybe twenty, thirty meters, which okay. is. I'm just going by game rules because I've played so many games that have to do with beaters, with like game markers and stuff on like the map where uh, I just memorized it. I just go by that now. Will we have a couple of other like experiences with that, such as we as Americans, you or 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 we we measure things in feet, and yes. a foot is about twelve inches or many centimeters. But what I find strange is that centimeters are literally the only metric thing we chose to believe in. <laughs> like, yeah. it, that was literally the only thing, but now that I'm thinking about centimeters, that gets you thinking about meters and decameters, but you know the actual worst kind of measurement? What? Decimeters. Decimeters, yeah, decimeters. I had sent my friend here a meme, and it was a three-headed dragon, and it was kilometers, centimeters... And then decimeters with its, like, tongue sticking out being stupid. Yeah, hi, yeah. But since we had discovered this, I want someone here, if you can, to find an instance where decimeters, not deca, but decimeters have been used to actually measure something in any sort of meaningful way. Yes. But we're going to start browsing the Xbox store and see if we can find anything else to talk I, about because I'm running out of ideas. Thing. Oh, what do you, how about... What are you saying that's fun? I don't know. I have no idea, Blake. There, most of the stuff on here costs like $40. Uh, it's all, uh, it's, it's best selling. Of course, it's going to well, be expensive. Yeah, but... But what I don't understand the, well, is... I got Why is that... Okay, okay, okay. You, you, you pick one because I have something else to say. But, well, actually, Blake, do you have any broken bone stories to tell? Um, I've never broken anything, but one time when I was younger, I was watching the only good Bionicle film. If you know it, you know it. Mm. 
So I was watching it. I'm rocking out, being a five year old. I'm th- mm-hmm. I'm thinking, hey, they're doing all these sick tricks. I can do a trick oh, too. So it's basically just you're basically just like trying to do the five year old version of Jackass. I guess you could say that. <laughs> but what I do over here, Steve like climbing over the rope over a pit of alligators. <laughs> I remember that. I, I I never saw that one in specific, but he didn't he staple his nutsack to his leg. Yes. He did. Uh, I've I've seen like the upper half of that. That's a pretty funny one to watch. But I was I went to do the backflip, but I was on my mom's bed, and so I did went for the backflip, but I had over jumped, so I was upside down, falling off of the bed. Oh. Now that that would have been fine. I might have like maybe gotten a concussion, maybe sprained an ankle at worst, but. She had a sharp wooden dresser very close to the bed. Oh, yeah. So I go for the backflip, smack the right side of my forehead square on the corner, drag down and hit the floor. Luckily, luckily, my parents had just gotten home from going to the convenience store, and I started bawling my eyes out Of course, you're five years old, and you pretty much just... Just put a giant hole in your skull. I put, yeah, I put a hole in my skull. And we went to the emergency... That was my first trip to the emergency room. And yep. to this day, I have a, a... Probably about an inch and a half... An inch long forehead scar. Yep. And the funny thing about it is... We always thought it was going to recede up into my hairline. And it would always be invisible. But luckily... Yep. My my forehead has been about the same size since I was born. Because I had a massive melon. Yeah, got a massive melon. So it's actually going to come down over my eye, and I get to be a sick pirate. Oh, you get to be a sick pirate. At least I'm yeah. ho- I'm hoping, I'm praying, dude. It's got to come down at least, like, another inch. Yeah. But as far as, I, I'm, I'm, I can feel you're antsy to talk, but I do have one more thing to say about it. No, that's fine. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, what was it? Oh, come on. I just thought of this. Hold on. <laughs> you well, we're going to take it. a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back, and I had not been able to remember what I was planning on saying. However, I do remember that for years and years, no one noticed I had this inch-long forehead scar. No idea why. But for uh, since for from about the fifth grade to the eighth grade, I had long hair and bangs, so it kind of covered it a good portion, so nobody really saw it. But now that I'm starting to cut my hair a bit shorter, and I look a bit less like a girl... Uh-huh. Uh, (laughs) people are actually starting to notice, and in the past probably month or so, I have had my youth pastor, my youth pastor's fiancé, my tech director at church, and one of my best friend's moms just now noticed that I have an inch-long scar on the top of my head. Yeah. Like, right in front of them where they would normally be looking at. Yeah, you know what, since we're speaking about scars, I'll talk about broken bones later, but um, my mother was actually talking about this earlier whenever Blake came here. The scar that my mom has, and then me and my little sister have, we somehow, first and raised, and all at the same age, got the same scar by doing something stupid. My mother, whenever she was four years old, she got um, adopted by my grandparents on her side. Um... And uh, they were currently moving into a new house, and back then, though it was, well, let's see, she was born in 1985, and so she was four at the time, she 1989, back when they had the big old box TVs, like, the mm. huge things. 
Um, she was running around like fat, like top speed over here doing that deja vu around a freaking corner. Then as my grandpa is walking into that room with the TV, just pretty much walking, at the same time they both collide and then she gets her um, the scar on her eye, like the direct left part of your eye right here, Blake. Oh, uh, okay. And, He's talking um, about like the corner where like yeah. the bone like kind of meets your socket. Yeah. She gets that, and then there's, like, a weird-looking hole thing right there, and that's pretty much the scar. And then here comes me, same age, four years old. I'm over there. I'm, I'm at my grandparents' house, which is, yep, her side. And um, I'm just doing my own thing, you know, four-year-old's doing something in the backyard. I find a brick. I'm like, you know, I think it's a good idea to literally throw all my, like, my whole head, my whole big old melon onto this brick. So I do it get a scar in the same exact place she did then comes my little sister she's four years old and then i forgot what she did but it resulted in the same exact thing a scar on her left part so now my mother me and my little sister have this weird looking whole thing on the our left eye and uh, that's our scar oh actually i did remember a broken bone story but it's not of me it's of someone very close it's my little brother garrett um, we might have him on the podcast at some point because I definitely want to do more of these. Yes. But Aaron, I want you to go ahead and tell your story. Anyway, you were all four, correct? Yeah, we were all four whenever we got the scars. Okay, tell, tell me your broken bone story. Well, I... Well, technically I have two, but I didn't technically break it. I almost broke it, though. Like, uh. like very close. But one has to do with my wrist, and then one has to do with my elbow. Which one do you want first, Blake? Um... I feel like elbow is generally considered a more serious injury, so let's go with that All one. Alright, so, this is a very stupid story. This actually happened in the sixth grade, um, before I moved out to, or, well, not technically moved out, but went to Bridge Creek for school. Um, so, we're all wait, doing... Wait, hold on a second. Bridge Creek being the school we are currently attending, it is public and very southern. <laughs> very southern, yeah, because we live in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, gang! Oklahoma. Okay, but, uh... We're all doing this, like, just stupid random crap, because we were considered the, the, the mis, I guess you could say we were the misfits of the school, nobody okay. really okay. cared for us, and we were known for being very annoying, because, you know, ah. sixth graders are technically very annoying. It's almost, it's almost a rule, not quite. It's, it's almost a rule, but, um, we were doing random crap, and we're, I don't even remember what we were doing, this is, for some reason, very vivid because six six um grade was a very bad year for me but uh i remember i fell over backwards but being the actual like i'm not dumb anymore i'm not a kid anymore so i'm just gonna save myself i put for some reason all my weight into my left arm and as i fall I also, right there there was a small rock mm. and so it pushed into this like you know where your bone juts out on your, like, hand right here? Uh, oh, yeah, on the outside of your wrist? Yeah, I basically pushed it into that, so that pushed the nerve right there all the oh. way up here, and I almost broke a bone, but I didn't, but I very badly sprained it. Oh, okay. Like, I'm talking, this hurt. So, my story is somewhat similar to this, although mine didn't happen to me, like I said, it had happened to my little brother, so I'm gonna tell mine, and then you're gonna tell your next one. Right. So, my little brother and I had had 
a small trampoline in our room when we were little. It's so small, like the, the springs were so tight you couldn't even really get a good bounce on it. So we stopped using that because we were big boys now and we got our big boy trampoline. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful thing about it is it had a net, enough space, and we had bunk beds. Ooh. So what we figured out we could do is we could climb up the ladder of our bunk bed run and jump off our bed and then into the trampoline oh, and get a big old bounce and fly around and it was so much fun, okay? So, we start doing that and it's fun. Mom starts screaming, like mom busts in the room wondering all the commotions about just as I jump in. She's like, hey, you can't be doing that. No, you gotta stop. So, that day, we had to take the whole thing down and move it outside. So, we had and the very next day, my little brother decides, hey, I still want to jump off. So, him, being his little toddler self in his Superman underwear, <laughs> jumps uh. chin first off the bed, oh. bounces it off the ground, and like, and then fractures like two, and then fractures both sides of, and then fractures. I don't know if it was in two separate places, but. Or if it was on one side or two side or both sides, but he had fractured his jaw in two separate places. Ouch. And luckily it hadn't fully broken, so it was good in a week, but he was on smoothies and he had a wire for like a week. Wow. You never told me that one before. Um, it's never been super relevant and it's not as funny as some of my other stories that I'm going to save for a later date. Yeah. Because we're telling a lot of stories now. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm only 14. I don't got very many stories like uh, the Misfits do. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like personally, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. You'll Joe catch, Rogan? You'll catch me watching a little bit of, listening to a little bit of Bill Burr, but I know nobody's probably going to hear this except maybe, possibly, the slightest chance anyone from our school that we show. Yeah. But on the slight chance you do see it, we really do hope that you have enjoyed this. Yes. Because this is something that we've been planning to do since, what, the sixth grade? Um, seventh. Ever since I came, we are all like, yo, let's do a podcast. But yeah. we never really got the balls to do it. I know, but and, and since I found this great app that we could use called Anchor, please use it. It's amazing. Like, it's literally so easy. It's like, hey, start, make your intro. Okay, make your episode. Like, it's it's easy. It's fun. And it's something we can just sit down and do. So, now that we're here, now you, okay, that's basically our whole spiel. Thank you for listening. Now Aaron's going to go on with his wrist story. Wrist? Yes. Now, this story happened in the good old fourth grade, all right? Well, yeah, fourth grade, four years ago, 2016. Very, oh, man. Very good year for Pyrocynical. I remember watching him back then whenever he made his... Freaking videos and then background CSGO surf. <laughs> CS, 2016 was a good year in general. That was the year yeah. I had my first girlfriend. That was a good one. Mm -hmm, yep. And uh, I had a friend back then. I forget his name now. Very vivid memories of him, but he's a pretty cool dude. He was actually the dude that introduced me to like actual good animes. I don't really watch anime that much anymore, but he... Introduced me to Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. And, um, I remember we were, like, we were both into Skyrim at the time. 
and uh, we were like, yo, dude, let's just, like, run around and do random crap. Maybe Okay, like, but wait, so this. those of you who are listening and you don't know what it is, Skyrim is an incredibly I'm popular sure they know what Skyrim role-playing is. game where you're essentially, like... You're in- the dragonborn, and you're destined to defeat Alduin, oh. which is the eater of worlds, and if you don't defeat him, the world goddamn ends. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's crazy. It's extremely popular on Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, it's extremely popular everywhere. I mean, look, Todd Howard sold it like fifteen times. <laughs> and isn't it also on the Switch now? Um, yes. And on there, it's very odd. You can use um a Link trophy thing to Ugh. get Link in the game, but it doesn't look like Link because it's using <laughs> the in-game assets to make your character. It's uh. The character create the base game character creation is notoriously. It's m- very specific, but once you get the handle of it, like me, which I've probably made over three hundred characters on there, um, it's you get very good at it. Blake see me make pretty cool looking characters. He's made def- he's made cool characters, but downloading mods for different presets or yes. textures because no matter what you do, you look like. You have been through a major depression and alcoholism, no matter what you do to your character. Yeah, unless you get other mods that go with those. It's very odd with mods, but I've kind of gotten it down. I don't really (laughs) mod stuff anymore, though. Most characters in the game end up looking like Muppet rejects, but that's beside the point. Let's get back to your story. Yep, let's get back to the story. So, while we're doing that... We are going full speed, like I'm talking about full sprint, like it's the final track meet and you're trying to get that gold medal, right? Alright, alright. We're going full speed, well, I didn't realize that I was going so fast and he was going so fast that we kind of couldn't control ourselves because inertia, Mm -hmm. and we run into each other, we straight up do a, we run into each other, like collide so hard. We straight up do a, pretty much a somersault in the air. He goes straight on his leg, which he only sprained. And okay. he had to wear, a, a, like, a leg thing. Did he have a scooter, or...? No, no, like, this is recess. Oh, okay. And No, um, I mean, like, did he have to have a scooter for his fracture? No, but it, it wasn't... No, he only sprained, like, his nerve or something. Oh, uh, okay, so it wasn't, like, an actual, like, injury. No, injury. It, no it just had to wear, like, this weird leg brace thing for, like... A week. Oh, okay. But me over here, I decided to put all the weight onto my left wrist, and right whenever I get back up, all I hear, all I feel is, "Oh my God, I'm dying." <laughs> but no, I shattered my left wrist. Well, Aaron, it seems that you have a, shall we say, a very high injury rate of your left arm. Um, yeah, I actually do, but it works just fine. Nice. I mean, whenever I move it like this, it pops more, like, louder than most people's wrists do. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is loud. Hold on. Yeah. Let's see if we can get that on. I have no idea if that's going to show up in the thing or not, but should I tell my second ER story? Um, oh, wait, I'm technically not done with my story. Oh, okay, okay, continue, please. But, um, yeah, after that, I'm like... Wow, this really hurts. Hey, can I go call my mom? Because I think I broke something. The teacher's like, nah, you're fine. Which my mom got very mad at the teacher afterwards for, and she stopped being a total, how should I say this, female dog. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's like, so I go, so, like, she literally makes me wait until the end of the day, and this was recess, so we're only like halfway through the day. 
And um, I, I tell my mom, and she's like, why didn't you just call me? And I'm like, the teacher said no. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to talk to her later, but I'll have dad take you to, um, this, the, our, like, doctor or whatever. Okay, okay. I'd get an x-ray, my very first x-ray. I had to wear this, like, lead vest thing. Oh, is it kind of like the ones that they make you wear at the dentist? Um, yeah. Okay. But, um, they're, they do that, and they're like, yup, his left wrist is, like, freaking fractured, and he's gonna have to wear, like, a, uh, a cast on his left wrist for, like, two months, and I'm like... Cool, I got a broken bone, that's awesome. But I'm also like, wow, this is gonna suck. Dude, and... Well, back- actually, wait a second. No, I got it wrong. It was my right wrist. Oh, was it? Okay, okay, It okay. was my right wrist, and that is actually how I learned to write with both my hands. Oh, so you are ambidextrous. Yes, I am. I... I mean, I could still write with the cast on. It was just very annoying, because writing, like, S's and curves is hard. Oh, I could write sure. T's good and stuff. Well, a T is a very straight shape, but now yes. that I know that it was both arms, I retract my previous statement. Yes, and, um, I... It took me, like, a week, because back then in elementary school, I was a whiz. Like, literally, I was one of the only students saving the school from, like, going into bankruptcy, pretty much, because, like... They didn't have very smart students. I grew up in the hood. I still live in the hood. It um, is not a nice neighborhood. He quite literally lives on a gang territory line. Yes, pretty much. Every single day you hear gang shootout on TV. It's stupid. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, That's so... That's a very funny story. So, very close to this area, there's a 24-hour auto zone with a bunch of really good stuff in it. And we were driving down here with my dad, and he's like, okay, guys, lock the car. I'll be back in five minutes. This is essentially the worst part of town, so just don't open it. Don't lock it until I knock on the window. And we're like, oh, okay, so we come back. He gets he gets the thing that we needed to We were fixing the lawnmower. He gets the belt that we needed to fix the lawnmower. We come back inside and unlock the truck for him, and he's like, is there any worst part of town? And my dad looks at me and goes, yeah, basically where Aaron lives. <laughs> yep. It's it's not a nice place. No, but I mean, this is my childhood home. I've been living here since I was four, so I've been living here for a decade. Ah. Because I'm 14. Actually, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to be 15 in a few months. Jesus, I'm pretty old in my mind. Yeah, it's t- time's going fast. It, er- is, it goes faster, and I can tell what my parents meant, like, oh, you're not going to want to grow up, and six-year-old me was like, no, I want to be an adult. I can do whatever I want. I know. You can't do whatever you want. You can't. You are so much like, more they shackled. Say, they say, oh, freedom, America. No, you're not truly free, but uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah, let's try not to bring politics into episode yeah, one. Let's, yeah, yeah I mean, we're only 14 years old. Some dude, like, some Joe, forty. Some Joe for- Biden's gonna be like these fourteen-year-olds are saying politics. <laughs> yeah, some forty-year-old's gonna take this out of context and try to hunt us down and stab us. <laughs> sitting like, sitting like a freaking hitman after us. But or something. earlier we were having being very nostalgic about our early years and oh, Skylanders. Skylanders was a oh. game that we both shared in playing when we were younger. Oh my god, guys, can you please like this video if you also like the Skylanders? Please also like it if you play Skylanders. <laughs> but my man over here literally almost shed a tear when he saw one of his I favorite ones. I did shed a tear. It was the freaking, um, it was the, from, it was rock the giant. rock giant from Giants, and it was Shroom Boom 
from Shroom the 3DS. Boom. Shroom Boom was uh, the OG, dude. I don't. Everybody got Shroom Boom as their first, dude. Every uh, if you didn't get them as your first, you got them the second you saw them. Yeah, you either got the tr you either you got the Leaf the Leaf Ninja, you got the Tree Trunk dude, you got Spyro, or everybody you got Spyro. Yeah, heck, I still wish I had those because I have all the OGs. Yeah, and they're worth a lot now too. Like, yeah, we saw we were going, we were just looking through eBay. Five of the five, I don't remember if they were exactly the five limited run of the Giants. Literally goes for like a hundred and thirty dollars on eBay. Yeah, like my original Spyro, which it wasn't the Longhorn one. That was like a remake of the old OG. Which wait, is I didn't think expensive. I didn't think that was a remake. I thought that was like a special edition. No, I think it was a special edition because the, the everybody had black Spyro, but I had like the game trilogy Spyro colors. Mm. So it was like it was a special one, but it was the OG special one. That uh, that Longhorn one was a special edition one that was trying to look like the OG one, but it's not. It's not the one that you had. No, I I I'm pretty sure those things sell for like two hundred dollars now. Well, the super rare and that and that would be expensive. like uh, that would be like seventy five percent of the money I'm trying to get because I'm trying to get a pet snake. Oh, that when I was younger, I had a couple of ventures with reptiles, but none of them went very well. I do have a story with a snake. This actually happened last year. Um, Hartley was in... Wait, uh, Hartley, who, who is Hartley? Hartley is my little sister, the one I was talking about with the scar that we all have. Um, she was in the backyard, and she's like, AJ, AJ. Uh, well, he calls me Aaron, but that's my nickname. AJ, AJ, there's a snake in the backyard. I'm like, how big is it? She's like, oh, it's a tiny one. I'm like, okay, I'll go look at it. I look at it, there's a tiny red dude about, like, I'd say th three, four inches long. Tiny okay, red baby okay. dude. And he's not, he, like, I literally, he's, I'm like, well, he's small enough to where the venom won't be very pointed if he bites me, so I might as well just touch the dude. Because I've watched a lot of, I've watched a lot of Wild Kratts to know about that, alright? <laughs> Wild Kratts was the show. It was. It if was you, the, if it you. It was the good show. If you didn't grow up with cable, it's. If, even if you did, I would, when I was younger, probably first and second grade, I would literally rush home and force myself to sit through 15 minutes yes, of War Girl. Either, it was either Wild Kratts or it was Adventure Time on Cartoon Network. If, I was, if I went to my grandmother's house because she has cable. When I was young, I was never much of an Adventure Time fan. That's probably just because I wasn't indoctrinated into their seeming cult as at a young age although i definitely endeavored heavily in watching wild kratts mm. and um when i was growing up i was one of those kids that asked for a tablet and got a leapfrog oh yeah but dude when i got my leapfrog i loved that thing i don't leapfrog know what cool. i don't know dude the kids with the platinum leapfrog when you were like seven years old, that was like the ultimate flex. Yeah, that was like the ultimate flex, dude. That's like, like that's like having yeah, brand sure, new Jordans. That's like, yeah, that's for real. Like having Yeezys now. It's it's so true. Whoever had the nicest leapfrog was the coolest kid. Like whoever took care of their leapfrog and kept the platinum like straight up clean. Oh, was dude. like a bro. That's like straight up having like f like forty k rings on you. <laughs> But I never, I never got too many games on it. But I did have two free episodes of Wild Kratts. Yeah. And you better believe that I watched those things on repeat. 
And then I also had like a weird nature documentary. I don't know why I had that. But yeah, that that was an amazing like that was an amazing first handheld console. Mm -hmm. Some had the DSi, others had the PSP, but the true OGs had the Leapfrog. Yeah. Now back to the snake story. This is, you know, tiny baby man, little baby man, like the freaking meme when they're pointing out the baby snake. That was funny. I don't, I don't but, remember that one. Um, he, yeah, so he's a little tiny guy, five inches. He's red. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pick him up. Dude literally did not care. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm holding a snake. That's pretty cool. Nice. Um, I put him down, we let him go, and that's pretty much my only snake story that isn't Miss Langan's, our science teacher. Ah, uh, yes. Miss um, Langan is quite possibly the greatest science te- teacher yes, we will she, ever have. Yep. She is a total G. Miss Todd, our math teacher, was, was also a total G. Yep. Miss Langford, once you get to once you get to know her, is pretty cool, too. She, she was so jaded and sick of her job, though. She yeah. hated most of us, by far. Well, yeah, that's because that's cause she's been doing her job for, like, 40 years, dude. I mean, fair enough, but then, then, you, then you look back, because I'd been going to the school my entire life, to a teacher like Miss Andrade... She had literally been, like, in this teaching position for so long, and she loved what she did. She yeah. literally loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. That's a good teacher. Right and now. she was always so happy to be there. Like, she actually enjoyed showing these kids how to do basic at multiplication, how to do basic division, yeah. showing them how to write cursive. Like, she was the most wonderful woman I have ever met, if not one of. Yeah. Top three, easy. Top three, easy. I don't, uh, you never got the opportunity to meet her, but she is, like, yeah, she had a major effect grade. on my young life. But yeah, I only showed up to the school, um, like, seventh grade, yeah, seventh grade, and we're about to go into high school. Mm. Damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> but, okay, so, I have... When I was younger, I had lizards, and my first lizard, think Geico lizard, but like more, but like the Petco version. Yeah. So I had my little lizard. I don't remember his name. He made it like a week <laughs> because uh, we don't know how yeah. to take care of lizards at this house oh. where I live. So we wrapped him up in a shirt and we buried him beneath our American flag that we had out on the front porch. God bless America. God bless America. <laughs> But, yeah, that happened with a couple others. The only one that we managed to keep alive, we had him for a week. He was a horny, to- he was a horny toad dragon. Oh, horny toad. Everybody, if you live in Oklahoma or somewhere <gasps> southern, you love horny toads. I remembered something. Okay, so you remember how I had that leapfrog, right? Yeah. My favorite game on it was, like, an animal game where you had to, like, collect everybody and, like, make sure everyone was living in, like, like in the circle of life. Yeah. Essentially. Now, my favorite game to play was run was as the horny toad you had to run around and eat a bunch of ants but you had to avoid the coyote Mm. and that was such a hard one and when i had finally beaten it i felt so i felt a sense of zen and a sense of boss euphoria i have never felt since yeah it is it's like beating that one level in the game you've been playing for 10 years and then you finally get it and then you're just like 
except like three weeks because it's it's such a big like you get so much freaking dopamine in your brain you don't even like freak out like most people do nowadays like twitch and crap it's just like oh yeah it's i it's, did it and i'm happy uh, yeah it's, i'm genuinely happy about this it's is genuine sense of euphoria that is difficult to come by in yeah, other places because honestly let's be honest like 80 percent of our generation's depressed in some one way or another like not suicidal <laughs> depressed but just sad yeah, we, we we are becoming if there are fewer and fewer moods that can be had. For me, earlier in this year, this is twenty twenty, so this would have been during quarantine, our writing teacher had us present three songs to her that described our moods throughout quarantine. And mine were the mariachi song Guadalajara, which is a very good song in my opinion. <laughs> the Wii theme that goes but but da yeah, that whole that whole deal. And then the final thing was the tiny violin theme featured uh, in many memes, and I'm pretty sure SpongeBob. Yeah, it was the, t- the world's smallest violin. So, in because and I feel like that is very true for a lot of kids our age because you're yes. either happy, idle, or sad. Heck, it's like a you know what bipolar disorder is, right? Where like. In, moods are amplified. There's like no in between. If they're happy, they're like extremely happy. Ecstatic. But if they're but if they're sad, they're like depressed and they're just hollow for the rest of that day. Heck, I even watched a movie about bipolar disorder and it is really disturbing. But um, it's not fun. It that it's pretty much what our generation is now. Either we're really happy or we're really sad. But it's not like bipolar disorder. Oh no, there's no in between anymore. It's like. Because, like, whenever how do I, you're a how do I kid, put it? for it, example, like, whenever you beat that leapfrog level, mm-hmm. it's like, you're like, oh, I did it, let's go, I'm happy. But nowadays, it's just like, oh, cool, I did it. I did it, yeah, it's... And the one of the biggest issues with that is that kids these that like, think about it, it's... Like, what is the most popular music genre above the, uh, and the for the kids? Yeah, like... It's all the sad emo rap, isn't it? It it is, yeah. And that's what they're filling their heads with, and that's not all it's going to be. You can fill your music, and you can like whatever you like, but when you combine that with a sense of loneliness, and then maybe, let's say, you get rejected by this girl at a Valentine's dance, you start to think, oh, I'm useless, oh, nobody wants me, and then it just keeps going and going and cycling. That's pretty much what I feel like most of the time, but then I'm like, Hey, it's not all that bad. It like think like it could be so At much least worse. Almost, like flounder from Little Mermaid. <sighs> it could be so much worse, but it could also be so much better for all of us. What if we got yeah. up one day and decided, "Hey, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to be a me that I like." Yeah, but you can't exactly do that cuz I mean, well in a way you can like mentally, but like in a way, you also can't mentally because, like, well, I mean, you're a kid. It's not like you can just go out and like do things on your own. No, you're you're stuck in pretty much in a child prison because you're child prison because you're not an adult yet legally. But that's just a societal thing. It is a societal thing, but like even at that point, your mom and dad aren't gonna stop you from doing a plank and some crunches or like jog in place or do some push-ups. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna stop you from doing. Small things really do help, but it's the big things that are hard to do, especially at our age. I completely we're, we're agree with that. We're just now becoming like, we're just now realizing all these things. We're becoming, we're not like really being adolescent anymore. We're turning into actual men and women. 
Yes, we're changing and developing so rapidly. <laughs> so rapidly. Because when you're young, so much. What what is life? It's hey, I'm playing my leapfrog and I'm on the bus and I gotta get home at four ten when Wildcrat starts. But nowadays it's like, oh my god, school. I'm gonna have to figure out what my job's gonna be. I'm gonna have to worry about taxes and where I'm gonna live and like and like what and like stuff. what and what do I do? Who, who do I like? Why do I like them? Why do why? What is anything? Yeah, exactly. What, what is life? And this is actually why I was ranting that I would rather live back, like, live way back then as, like, a caveman or, like, I'd rather live in a Nordic village because all you have to really worry about is, okay, I got to protect my family. We got to keep up with the farm. Um, got to milk the goats today. But nowadays, it's like you have to worry about 400 things. But back then, you only had to worry about, like, a few things. Exactly. Like, you had to make a decision when you... Let's say you... Let's say... Let's go with the Nordic village example. So, we are going to go with the Nordic village example. And what we are going to say is that in the Nordic village, you are walking around and you think, Hey, I got to do something today. I'm going to go hunt an elk, be back in a week, and then you bring back a bunch of elk, and then you eat it. And then you milk the goats, and then you make a kid, and then you go to sleep. It's easy. Yes. There, but now, every single time we turn around, it's always, every single time, just one other thing, and every single step we take is a decision. We make thousands of decisions a day that we're not even aware about, that we never would have had to have made in the past. Yeah, exactly, because... Do you think they had to worry about school or, like, taxes back then? Absolutely no. not. No, if you were a kid, your dad, t like, when in the Nordic Village, people, they don't go to Valhalla, which is basically heaven in Norse mythology, if they died in battle. So, what the women would do is that the mother would teach the, the daughter how to take care of her family, make the food, make um, clothing and stuff, right? Oh, but don't make, don't make the feminists mad. Don't make the feminists mad. They'll get you. Oh, well, so what? Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I'm 14. What are they going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> no, they're anti-gun. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's Please right. Please continue. We're almost um, If you're a man, all you have to worry about is dad has to teach you how to fight, right? Dad has to teach you how to hunt, how to take care of your family whenever you have your kids, right? And how to fish. And how to fish. Yeah, exactly. That's all you had to do. That's literally four things. That and, is literally four things. And the rest of it's all down to instinct, and what else did you really need? But now it's so complicated, and yeah, we have all this technology that but it now, worsens human communication, but though. But now we are, like, literally six-year-olds are having to worry about more things than, like, the average adult did back then in, like, the year, like... It, back in, like, the, whenever the Crusades were happening. I don't necessarily know about a six-year-old, but I do like your analogy. Yes, it's pretty much just that, like... Do you think they had to do multiplication back then? No, it was just like one, two, three goats. There, <laughs> it's it's the three goat, three goats. But now we're having to do like times tables and crap. Like, well, it's freaking it, calculus. It, yeah, and it overloads our minds with things that we honestly don't need. And then from exactly, there, we you do really don't need to do school up until you learn division. Like, unless you're doing something like it's architecture. It, it, it becomes very complicated. And back then, all we had to do was live very simple lives. It was all so. It, there was sure there was social complexity, but that was what we had. Even if that was half of what we have now, it would have been so much easier due to the society lower societal pressure 
and less choices to make in the day to day. But sadly, we are running out of time for this episode we of the are podcast. Running out of time. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye. This has been the Ginger Blake Jansen podcast, episode mm-hmm. one with Aaron. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote or say for your final words? Hmm. I do not know. I'm not really good at thinking of things on the spot. Um, here, I'll just say Please this. Take your time. I'll just say this and make everybody that doesn't agree with me mad. Beth, um, Obsidian did it better, and Fallout New Vegas is the best Fallout. Okay, thank you, everybody. This has been Ginger Blake Jansen with Aaron. Have a wonderful night.